Well, well, well. So, that was an interesting show. Definitely a good show. Um, before we get into it all, welcome to I See Things a Little Differently, Episode 8, Part 2, The Review of Hell in a Cell. For those of you who follow the show um, and, and me on social media, you know that Episode uh, 8, Part 1 dropped yesterday um that was my mistake <laughs> so when i put uh i usually like record the show on saturdays and then i schedule it from the website to go live monday morning well i scheduled it and then i realized holy crap i scheduled it for the wrong day i think i scheduled it for like a wednesday or something so then i tried to change it and when i tried to change it it just said it's, it's live and so it was either keep it live or erase it and then do it. I was like, I'm not, it's not worth it. It's out two days beforehand, whatever. You guys got two days before, and then you still have this you can listen to as you listen to it Monday morning. Um, but that was a show. Um, I guessed that I only have a few things to nitpick. Just a few things. One, I didn't do a prediction show because people were asking me to do a prediction show. And I was like, I, do I really want to do a prediction show? You know, it's going to be like 10 minutes and whatever. And I really don't want to do prediction shows. I just don't want to. I could do predictions before. You guys won't hear them until Monday. But uh, they only promoted four, four matches. And then I think by the time we got to Friday Night Smackdown, it was five matches. Overall, it was six matches on this card. Um, the Hell in a Cell matches were always promoted the best. They've been the longest running stories so far, I think, with... The longest story being the Bailey Sasha one, um, but I, I here's something I wanted to nitpick. We had one impromptu match on here. We had 24/7 championship match to kick off. I want to name the people who weren't on this show really fast. Just a few people. There were no tag team matches, so neither one of the tag team championships were there. So that's four t people off. The New Day and Street Profits. Sami Zayn, no Intercontinental Championship match. Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan. AJ Styles. All these guys are big names. And the people who I just named, with the exception of the Street Profits, Xavier Woods, and Sami Zayn, are all former World Heavyweight Champions. And you have an impromptu match with Retribution and Hurt Business where nothing seems to have been settled. I think that was one gripe. No, I know that's one gripe I had. The second gripe I had was the main event and why this was in the main event and for those of you who've heard episode eight part one i was thinking either bailey and sasha were going to main event or roman reigns and jay uso were well i i just so happened i never do this but i just so happened to turn on the wwe network at like 457 and then i hear charlie caruso say jay uso and roman reigns are starting tonight i was like whoa that, that blew my mind um but that's the other gripe I had, was what main evented. And we'll get to that in a second. But, one, there was never a need for Hell in a Cell. Three Hell in a Cell matches. Two, I'll give you that Randy Orton and McIntyre had the longer feud. So they should have been in Hell in a Cell. And the fact that it was an I Quit match. 
it didn't need the Hell in a Cell. Um, but that just makes my bigger point, the whole thing. We didn't need three Hell in a Cells either way. And the, the match that main event, it was the wrong main event. Um, just my opinion. So, anyways, let's get to the show. The Roman Reigns-Jey Uso match. It was potentially the same thing match-wise that you saw last month at Night of Champions. A lot of trash talking. They beat the hell out of each other. They they use a leather strap. Uh, oh my! They 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 went all in. They beat the hell out of each other. Jay Uso cursed a lot, and they kept trying to bleep it. They didn't catch any of it. And as a matter of fact, the reason why I'm recording this so late, you guys don't notice, but I'm actually recording this te- technically ten o'clock, and that's late here, considering that the pay per views end at eight here. Uh, we're on Mountain Time, and um, I had to go back. I waited like an hour, and then I went back to watch this match again. To see how it really felt. And also I wanted to see. I wanted to get the temperature of the room on the pay-per-view. Because I was mixed on the main event. And I'll get to my thoughts on that in a second. But I wanted to make sure that I was not being too harsh. Just to be harsh. Because I wasn't looking forward to uh, that match. But I wanted to watch this match again. To see what bad I can take from it. Because I've been praising this feud. I've been... Talking at Roman Reigns, I've been looking forward to it. I wasn't one of the people that was like saying he needs to go heel, but I knew whenever he did go heel, it would be, it would be good. And so far, so good. I'm looking forward to it um, even more now. Um, but just some of the things you see in this match, like after Roman hit the first spear, uh, he said he, he he got to his knees and said. I knew one spear wasn't going to do it, but I want you to consider your options, you know, like just think about that. Just, I don't know. Like to me, I'm not saying they would have gotten Oscars. I would give them a primetime Emmy award. <laughs> All of them. Jimmy, Jay, Heyman, Reigns. I think it was just so important. Each person's role. Like even when Reigns was on his knees at one point and Jay's just laying there and Reigns is looking at Paul Heyman. And Paul Heyman, I couldn't catch what he said. But Reigns said, shut your mouth. He needs to acknowledge me. And I love that. I love Because I don't think his thing, right? Paul Heyman might be trying to put off the I fear him thing. But I get the vibe of more of like he fears what he will do. It was a great line. I think it was Jada Kiss, the rapper that said it. He says, my, my only fear is what I might do to somebody, you know. I think that's more of what Paul Heyman is talking about when he says, when you see those facial expressions. Because he's like, I know what this guy's going to do. I know what he's capable of. Don't make him do this. But I also love Jay, Jay's t- trash talk. When he got the leather strap out and Paul Heyman's like, don't do this. I don't think it's because he, in my opinion, I'm taking, what I take this is Paul's like, dude, you do not want to go to this next level. You don't. And Jay's like, he going to get this work too. You know? And so I think to me, it's more Paul is in fear of what this man will do to other people to be the tribal chief. Um, this was just great storytelling. It was by far not the best match of the night. I think Sasha and Bailey had the best match of the night. Um, but the story was the better story in my opinion. Now, I think because when I say that, 
Sasha and Bailey still had a great story. But I think because this one is so personal and, and to me, I've considered him a heel since he came back at SummerSlam, right? This, to me, completes the heel turn, though. So if anybody who didn't think he was a heel or thought he was a tweener, to me, this completes the heel turn. And um, I think that's why that was a better story to me. Like, we knew clearly who the bad guy was, who the good guy was, and Sasha Bailey. Plus, to me, that story isn't over. I think that story still has another month to go before it's over. To me, this story isn't necessarily over. All right, how do I put this? This part, this chapter of the story is over. I don't know what they're thinking. I, I've been, re, I've heard rumors that they're gonna put together a, f- a faction where now it's like Jay's like, if you can't beat them, join them type of thing. Um, we'll soon see, I guess. Um, but to me. The, the, the reason why I say that other story isn't done is Sasha has won every woman's title she can. She's officially a Grand Slam champion. This is her first time winning the SmackDown Women's title. Um, but her biggest, to me, it's like this. And for those of you who don't know sports, I apologize. The Boston Red Sox, anytime they ever had a World Series hiccup, before they won a World Series had the hiccup, um... They never, nothing ever involved the Yankees in the World Series, right? So in 2003, when they came down from three to one, um, that was in the divisional round. And, and that was dealing with the Yankees, but they still had to, to win the World Series. And, to me, Sasha has never had a problem winning it. It's been when she becomes the hunted. So now she has to keep the title for longer than 34 days. She needs to keep this belt until WrestleMania, in my opinion. I, I just don't think this is the end of the story. I think this, that's something that Bailey can use to her advantage to be in her head. Can you win? Again, can you keep it? You can win it, but can you keep it? Can you beat me again? You know, so that's why I think that. But to me, the better story is here because to me, if you didn't think he was the bad guy, he even said it when they tried to stop the match, and he was like, "I gotta call it." The referee was like, "I gotta call it. I gotta call it." And he said, "No, you, you're you're getting out of here." And he threw the referee out of the ring, and everybody came in. I think I think not George Mercury, uh, Jamie Noble came in. Uh, and the fake GM came in, all that shit. And he's like, all right, I'm the bad guy. It's cool. Take his side. We're closing this because this ain't over. Like, to me, this is, a f- like, if you had any doubts, you shouldn't anymore. He has officially become a heel in storyline purposes. Like I said, to me, once he came back and speared Braun and, and, and beat uh, Bray up, he was a heel immediately. But if you didn't think he was a heel, this is officially making him a heel now. Dude, he's just he, he's kicking people out of family. <laughs> you know, so. Um, but to me, this was a 10 out of 10. Um, like I said, to me, 
I'm going to say it like this. If you didn't like in-ring action, if you were about work rate, to me this is a Rock and Hogan match. The work rate in that match was not good. The atmosphere was. To me, even with there being no fans in there, no real fans in there, the atmosphere, the fact that you can hear them talking trash, the fact that you can hear them talking to each other, the the, the, the wave, uh, the roller coaster of emotions from both from both guys that bled to Paul Heyman, that bled to the referee, that bled to Jimmy coming down. And then I, as soon as Jimmy came down and hugged him, my first thought was, oh, he's going to, that's how he's going to make him say I quit. That is the way he's going to make him say I quit. And I think we've all been there if we have siblings or someone we're close to in the family. Like you can't, you can't ever make them say I quit or tap out. It takes something else for them to say, fine, you got it, homie. You, you got it. And, um, so to me, that was the catalyst for that. Um, so what they do with the Usos next, I don't know. Jimmy's not clear to come back until I think January, February. But um, uh, sorry, that's my PlayStation going off. Um, but to me, that is that was a powerful story, man. For me, it's a ten out of ten. Then <laughs> these poor guys had the unfortunate. Uh, luck i guess it's not luck if it's already mapped out to go on after this stuff and um elias and jeff hardy a match i had absolutely no interest in so i'm not even gonna do it play by play it ended after dq after jeff hit elias with the guitar i don't know why this feud's happening i'm assuming because elias has to be a heel so he has to blame jeff even though that storyline was kind of already over or whatever whatever happened um i don't know dude um so yeah but i don't care enough about this to actually review it to me this was a um freaking yeah this was that's why i named the people who weren't on the show this didn't need to be on the show and in matter of fact i want to highlight one part of this where jeff has definitely lost more than one step he was looking to do a whisper in the wind. He doesn't jump up like he used to, so he like went up step by step on the ropes. And that's fine. He's older. He's been beat up. And like you could see Elias just waiting for him. And it was like, this is like the slowest whisper in the wind ever. To me, I just don't think this match needs to happen. So I, I, I can nitpick this thing the entire thing. I'm not going to be that person. But I had to highlight that just because of like that. If I'm going to be petty, I'm going to be petty like that. You know, this just, just, just didn't need to be on here. This is stupid. But that's just my opinion. Uh, next up was Miz and Otis, uh, and I'm not going to highlight this either, but the big, I guess, surprise of the night was that Tucker turned on Otis, and now Miz is your new Mr. Money in the Bank, uh, to me personally, and if you guys haven't listened to, I don't remember ep- which episode it was, but I recapped a rumor that was going on, I think the rumor was going on back in May, and I, I remember reading it several places. Um, but I remember, but apparently the original plans for Money in the Bank was, here's how this year was supposed to go. If Roman Reigns doesn't leave, here's how everything happens. Reigns defeats Goldberg at WrestleMania. He gets the Universal Championship. Reigns immediately loses it the very next month. Well, same month, April, to Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin then goes to Money in the Bank. He defends it, and he beats Roman Reigns. But Roman Reigns, out of anger, spears Baron Corbin twice, leaves him laying. Earlier in the night, Otis 
would have won the Money in the Bank briefcase as planned. And then Otis comes out, cashes in on Corbin, and Otis would then have a run with the Universal Championship until August, where then he would lose to The Fiend. First of all, two things. And I, I don't think I went too deep into this. But the fact that he would have had a longer Universal title reign than both Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns is hilarious. But I'm pretty sure Vincent Man had to be t- kicking and screaming to take that briefcase away from him. Because that was clearly, once, to me, once Reigns went away, if this is true, if this is true, once Reigns went away, they need to change that and put that briefcase on somebody else. Clearly, they didn't want to do that. Um, but they have it off from now. They officially broken up Tucker and Otis. And, uh, and I don't know what you do from here. I guess you have a mini feud for the next month. And it can probably climax at uh, Survivor Series. Um, but I don't know what Miz is going to do. We have two heel top champions right now. Um, unless Drew leaves Randy Lang and Miz gets it, I just don't see them putting that belt back on uh, on Miz. To, to go from cold to hot, I mean, well, no, no, no not think about it. Miz can probably do it because Miz has a successful TV show, reality show. I don't see why not. If I'm looking at it from Vince's perspective, me as a wrestling fan, I'm kind of like, eh, I'm good. But... From a business perspective, that can get you a lot of press. And walking around a reality show with the WWE Championship, to be honest with you, though, as a fan, I would much rather Miz walk around with it than Randy Orton keep it just to lose it to Edge at WrestleMania. I don't need to see Edge with the belt. I didn't need to see Randy with the belt. But um, who knows what they're going to do now. But obviously, we're heading to Otis and Tucker. Uh because and Tucker could he took Tucker could a great promo, but unfortunately now he's in a position where he's solo and I just don't see any them doing anything with him and I hope they don't cut him because to me I don't see why Otis and Tucker never won the tag team championships. I don't get that. They were barely in the tag team picture at all. Matter of fact, this year you could say they were never in a tag team picture because Otis was mainly solo. So. Anyways, the next match was the best match of the night. You have Sasha Banks versus Bailey, and uh, I wrote right here on my notes: they're not main eventing? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? Once I seen this, I said, "Well, kind of confirmed to me that Randy Orton was winning the WWE Championship." But two, now it made me think: Wow, they may keep this belt on Bailey a little bit longer. Um, they did not. Sasha is the new SmackDown Women's Champion, as I said earlier. To me, this was the best match, and they did a bunch of cool things in there. Uh, they beat the hell out of each other. Um, I can't say enough about it. There was a power bomb, sunset flip power bomb into the corner onto the chair from Bailey to, to, to Sasha. Um, kendo sticks. They. Uh, I was watching a review uh, from uh, Sol- Solid Monster Sounds Off, and he was saying how, and I didn't realize it until he said it. He said that this year has been the most use of kendo sticks in WWE history. So I actually started looking at how many times kendo sticks have been used this year outside of the Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Seth Rollins, Murphy stuff. They've used kendo sticks a lot this year. But I think 
you can kind of feel that they hurt as opposed to chair shots now. You could use it's the same thing, I guess, even though there's no headshots allowed, period. I think that's the thinking. Um, but um, yeah, the, he is right, and there are a lot of kendo shots here. Um, but no, to me, this was great. Uh, Bailey, to me, had a great run, great year-long run with the championship. When she first got it, she had just, I, I, she had just went from this hissy fit to turning heel. She beat Charlotte, and uh, she went on a hell of a run. And to me, she was one of the highlights this year. Like, to me, if she's not in the top 10 wrestlers of the year, not just women, but wrestlers of the year, I I think that's a mistake. Um, I think she really did a great job holding that championship. And Sasha Banks, like I said, man, earlier, this story is not over with her. She has to prove she can keep this championship for longer than one month. Well, she has, but I mean, longer than one title reign. You know, she has not beat that yet. So, um, to me, this was the best match of the night. And to me, if you have just had these two be in Hell in a Cell... I would have been okay. Or if you would have had this being Hell in a Cell and then Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton been in Hell in a Cell, would have been okay with that as well. So, uh, I highly recommend watching this match. If you like, uh, this was more of the, each, I will give the people credit though for whoever booked this or whoever uh, agented these matches because Reigns and Jay was more of a story-driven match. This was more of a hardcore brawl. You know, they use weapons. That even the way it ended, it was very unique. Sasha Banks put Bailey's head in the chair in the bank statement and made her tap. Um, it was it was a beautiful ending. But and uh, Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton was more of we're gonna do things outside the ring, outside the cage, on top of the cage. So they were booked very differently, but it's still the same toys or whatever. But to me, this was the best one. If you're going to spend 30 minutes watching, you only have 30 minutes, as much as I love Reigns and Jey Uso, I know most people are into air quotes, work rate, just watch the Bailey Sasha. You know, me personally, I'm more of a story-driven guy, so that's what I prefer. Um, The impromptu match. So I didn't see this because my feed kept, it would act up so I didn't see certain things, but it never did that during matches. It was like right after matches. So I didn't see earlier in the night when, when Ali made the challenge to the Hurt Business uh, to have a match. Well, I did see later on when Hurt Business said Lashley will put his U.S. championship on the line against Slapjack. Um, they had a four or five minute match. It wasn't very long. Slapjack tapped out, which makes Retribution 0-2 in matches, just in case you were wondering. Um, nothing special here at all. You know, once again... I named the people who weren't on the show, and to me, I think Lashley deserves to be on the show. I just don't get why these other people weren't on, but Slapjack had a spot, and it was five minutes. It, to me, they didn't need to have this on here at all. It didn't need to be impromptu, none of that. Um, just my opinion. Um, but the main event, I can't believe they made this a main event, especially with the way it ended. Uh, McIntyre defending his WWE championship versus Randy Orton. Randy Orton getting the win. This is Randy Orton's 14th world championship. I said earlier, I didn't need to see him with the belt. Let me, let me say something about that. I don't need to see him with the championship if he's just here to lose it to Edge. If he, Randy Orton's getting his championship 
and say what you want to about him losing at the Jinder Mahal, at least they tried something new, even though it was ridiculous. But if he's going to lose it to someone newer, get someone put someone else over, I'm more for that. But him to get this, to hold it to WrestleMania, just to lose it to Edge, so Edge didn't, so Edge didn't, because let's be honest, if it's going to happen, I'd much rather it happen sooner than later. In my opinion, Edge is getting that belt, no matter what. He, he's going to get one more title reign with that belt. I just don't know. But if it's, if it's gonna, since it's going to happen, it might as well happen there, I guess, if I'm being honest. But this is just too predictable. We, are, we all know that feud's not over yet. And Edge is going to get the upper hand. I just don't think you need the championship for it, but that's my opinion. Um, but to say something about Randy Orton, um, he is number two, tied number two with Triple H for all-time world championships in the WWE. Uh, Cena's number one, obviously. Um, what, what can you say? He's had a hell of a career. Um, f- far from being over, he definitely protects himself. He keeps himself in great shape. Um, I'm an Orton fan, you know, um, but I mean, I don't think I, it's, I I wouldn't be surprised if this is his last championship reign. No, I don't think he's getting to 16. Uh, I don't think I know some people thought Triple H was going to be one to get to 16. I don't think Triple H is getting another one either. So I think they're going to be tied at that level. Um, and to be honest with you, the way they've been going with these belts the last two or three years with, with longer title reigns, it looks like not many people are going to get into double digits anymore. You know, um, to me, the list of double-digit world champions in WWE is very, very few. You have Orton, Cena, Triple H, The Rock. And I think that's it. I think as far as double digits, I think I think Lesnar's only a seven-time. Uh, yeah, you know, I just... And like I said, if you look at the, the title reigns, the Universal title was held hostage by Brock Lesnar for so long. Um, if anyone gets it, it may, it'll, it may be Reigns and uh, Seth Rollins. Um, but they're still far away from it, too. I think Reigns is a, what, a five-time world champion right now? You know? Um, so, obviously, he's in rare air. Um, but this match was boring, man. And that's why I wanted to rewatch the first match, make sure I wasn't just in my head, because it's the only match I really wanted to see besides Sasha and Bailey. So I was like, maybe I'm just too biased. And maybe I just wasn't, maybe I'm just not being fair to this main event. And then I watched a couple of reviews from other people just to kind of hear what other people thought about it and to make sure that I wasn't, that make sure I was seeing the same things and I just wasn't in my head, you know, and I wasn't just like being overly brutal to something that just, that's not fair to me. Um, and I pretty much heard the same thing I, way I felt. Um, everything was kind of predictable. Drew was selling the rib cage. He fell off. The, he fell off the side of the cage, and he was selling the ribs. And one RKO took him out. Um, I wish I could say more, but I just didn't enjoy this. It went like 30 minutes. I think all the cell matches went about 30 minutes, uh, 29, 30 minutes. Um, I just didn't enjoy it. I and to be honest with you, I think another reason I didn't enjoy it is because. I don't think this is the end of this feud. I don't think McIntyre is getting that belt back anytime soon. But I think this is the I don't think this is the end of the feud. So it's kind of like, you know, what it reminds me of. It reminds me of those early WWE 2K games, right? When they introduced the the offline season. I can't remember what the name of it was, but it's pretty much where you have a you 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 go for years and you pretty much make your own 
season. You can draft whoever you want to smack down. You can make up shows, make up pay-per-views. It's a really great idea. And I remember, like, uh, I think it was THQ that first put it out. And then 2K took that the idea when it, things got transfer, transferred over to them. Well, every year was was supposed to be new stuff, right? And to me, I was always like, hmm. Every year they would say they would add something new, add something new. And they never would. They never, And even though they would say they did, I never could see anything. I think the only thing I saw that was overall improvement was you could do promos. But the one thing that it was the biggest complaint, and I haven't bought a 2K game in a long time. I just sit down on part, on a part one of the show. But the, I remember the one time when I finally, finally just rage quit. You, you would wrestle the same people week in and week out. So what would happen is they started to feud thing, right? So let's say if I'm feuding with Drew McIntyre. And so I'm playing, and you, you're fighting this guy for two months straight. You find him at the pay-per-view. You have a cage match. The feuds never end. So eventually, you stop playing with that character. They finally lose. And then the feud ends like five months later. That's what this has been on Raw. And the only thing I... I, I it, well, it's transferred to SmackDown, unfortunately. But between Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio and Dominic, between Otis and Morrison, that was on SmackDown, and Miz... And between Hurt Business and Apollo Crews, it feels like I was back in that video game. And McIntyre and Randy Orton, the same thing. I mean, this guy, Randy Orton, was he's been given three different title shots. How can you not win at least one of them at that point? You know? Um, but, I don't know. I just, I thought I was being too harsh on this match. I just didn't enjoy it, you know? Um, and now I'm interested to see what they're going to do. Um, with the other stuff, but to me, I'm not interested in this because I don't feel like this is over. To me, I feel like we're going to see rematches at Survivor Series of McIntyre and Orton and Shasha and, and Bailey for those same belts. So, we'll see. But, anyways, I don't want to go on too long. I know you guys have probably reviewed out, but I definitely want to do this and because I really wanted to see the destruction of Jey Uso and it was so worth it. Um, but it's still, even with the impromptu match and the boring main event and Elias and Hardy, and I still can't give this up, even though I only really enjoyed two matches of the six, I can't give this a bad, bad rating. I enjoyed the show. Um, I thought they were booked right. And to me, especially think about this, the end of the first Hell in a Cell match, you had a, a cameo from the Wild Samoans. By the way, one of those is Roman's actual dad crowning him the new tribal chief, giving him the lay and everything while the Usos looked on. Just the cherry on top. So uh, if you guys have 30 minutes, if you have an hour, watch the two Hell in a, the first two Hell in a Cell matches. You won't be regret it. Um, but yeah, that's the end of episode eight, part two, um, Wednesday. I've already put that out. There. Oh, well, it's it's already on the website. It's gonna be it's gonna come out Wednesday. It's the MCU effect. It's featuring Jonathan Esther. Um, it's 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 another good show. Um, I think you guys will enjoy it. Hope you guys enjoyed the extra content this week. Um, I enjoyed doing it. I enjoyed watching this show. So, anyways, that's slow chemical for I see things a little differently. <laughs>